Of, of our Heavenly Father. Amen. Glory to God. And I definitely do appreciate Him. I'm thankful for His grace and His mercy. Amen. In my life. Well, it's good to be back in the house of the Lord today. Um, we um, got some that's back that's not been here, but then we got some others that are sick dealing with some issues, and we uh, miss them. And if you're watching online, God bless you, and our prayers are with you. And uh, But we've come together just to honor the Lord and to give him praise, amen, and thankfulness. Hallelujah. Looking here at um, uh, the church uh, bulletin, and uh, the, this caption looks like a birthday is coming up. Miles has got a birthday tomorrow. Getting to be an old man. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want to wish him a happy uh, a birthday. Uh, <laughs> this coming uh, Wednesday, 
We're going to be having another Wednesday night, what we call an eating meeting. We're going to be providing um, a, uh, a meal before service and things. We will start serving about 6 o'clock, and, uh, and they'll go to about 6.45, uh, and then we will uh, stop at that time because service will start at, um, at 7 o'clock. So everybody remember that this coming Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, and um, we're um, just going to have a time of fellowship uh, before we have um, our midweek service and our uh, Bible study. And then they have got listed for next Sunday is going to be a, a fellowship dinner. The uh, whole month of um, October, churches have as a pastor appreciation month, and there's going to be a dinner next week. They have got a... Um, menu up on the bulletin board back there and uh, uh, ask that you will stop and look at that as you're going out today and sign up to bring uh, something, uh, um, some kind of vegetable or cover dish or something that church is going to be providing uh, uh, some uh, fried chicken and uh, to go uh, for, uh, for that meal. And so just take a look at that uh, menu back there as you're going out and sign sign up to bring something, and we're still collecting candy for our trunk or treat, and we uh, we need everybody to get involved in this because this is an outreach uh, for our church, and we are expecting a lot of kids uh, from the community to come through. Um, I, uh, uh, I get to, as I do on a lot of things, I, if um, uh, if I quit every time I got criticized, I'd been quit a long time ago. Uh, but um, uh, some say, well, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. But I think that the church needs to have an alternative to what the devil does. Amen. Now, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't uh, believe in celebrating ghosts and goblins and witches and warlocks and all that stuff. We don't, we don't believe in that. Uh, not by a long shot, but uh, you know. Uh, the problem with a lot of folks is we, uh, we, we talk about what we don't want to do, but we don't offer any kind of alternative. You know, how are we going to reach the world if we tell the world we shouldn't be involved in this and we don't, invi- we don't offer them something else? And so, I mean, uh, the, only, the only ghost around here is going to be the Holy Ghost. Amen. (laughs) And uh, we need um, as many as our people to to come and prepare to pull your vehicles in and uh, dress up the back of your um, um, uh, vehicle with uh, something. And we are asking everybody to dress up in Bible characters. Now, uh, I've already got the stuff I planned. I'm going to have the trunk of my car fixed up like a big old fish, and I'm going to be dressed up like Jonah. I'm going to be like Jonah. I'm the one running from God, you know, wind up uh, in, the, in the fish's belly. Uh, and <laughs> um, somebody else told me they're going to have theirs fixed up like a fire furnace, and they're going to have, have the three Hebrew children there. So you see, uh, you can always take what the world and the devil tries to do, and you can counteract that and do something good with it. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. So... Um, 
let's just get together. We haven't done this in a while. We well, uh, well, since the pandemic, we uh, we quit uh, doing it, but we're going to do it this year, and that's October the 28th. That's when it's going to be, uh, from um, three o'clock to six o'clock. So uh, and we're still um, collecting candies there to um, have have plenty of candy for that. So everybody remember that, and I believe. I believe it's all of them. The announcements looks like. Um, I'm going to get now with our devotional reading for today. Um, maybe a little bit different than what you normally um, think about as a devotion reading, but this is really what the the Lord laid upon my heart, and I want to share it with you today. Uh, found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter seven. Uh, and uh, reading from verse 7 down through verse 11. And this is the words of Jesus. He said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what? Man, is there among you, if his son asks for bread, you will give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will you give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Now, this scripture that I've chosen today for our devotional, um, it comes from the words that Jesus spoke during his sermon on the mount. And if you go back up in Matthew just a little bit, he started out with what we call the Beatitudes. And then he, uh, there was a great multitude, and he was sitting there on the hillside teaching all, uh, all, all the people. And as he talked, he dealt with a whole wide range of topics that goes on for two or three chapters. Uh, and he talks about how a godly man or a godly woman should live their lives and, and conduct themselves while relating to the fellow man. Now, as he was concluding his teaching, he gave the instruction to the multitude of people listening, ask, seek, and knock. But it's important, and this is the part that God put up on my heart that I want you to get today. He didn't begin his discourse with ask, seek, and knock. But he only added this after he concluded most of his teaching about how we should live and be and conduct our lives. In other words, after he gave all the principles of life that we ought to live by. Now, what I'm, what I'm saying is, your daily life of God living godly principles should be more important than you having all your wants supplied. Hmm? Amen. Your, your daily walk with the Lord should be more important. Your relationship with God. Now, many people take this ask, seek, and knock out of the context of the rest of the scripture in order to fulfill their carnal desires and wants. 
but God wants us to concentrate on living right and doing right before we begin to knock on the door of heaven's supply house. Amen. So if you go back and look at uh, what he said there on the Sermon on the Mount, he talked about you know how we shouldn't judge our brother or sister and about adultery and, I mean, uh, a, a whole list of things that we should do. And then, after he covered all that, then it's when he said, ask, seek, and knock. See, we got to get the others settled first. There's a lot of people only go to God when they want something. A lot of people only talk about, well, I'll talk to them when I need something. Amen. But God don't want that. Amen. He don't want that. He wants us to make sure we got our relationship lined up with him first. And then, once our relationship is lined up with God, if I need something, my Father is going to supply it. Hallelujah. If I need something, I can ask. Why? Why can I ask? Because I've been doing my best to live for him. I've been praying every day. I've been reading his word. I've been trying to be a light and being a witness. Amen to people in this world. In other words, because I'm a child of God, I try my best to live every day like a child of God. Not saying that I'm perfect. Not saying that I'm faultless or sinless because Jesus was the only man ever lived on earth who was faultless or sinless. Amen. But because I'm striving. And because I do that, because I strive, when I go knocking at heaven's supply door, Daddy, I need something. My daddy comes on the scene. He says, I'm going to give what he needs. I'm going to supply what he needs because he's been striving to live for me. Do you hear what I'm saying today, church? So, as we've assembled today, right now, our top priority at this moment, at this moment in time, our top priority should be to worship God. Amen. At this moment right now, we should be to worship God. What should be on our mind is not what we need from God, but what we're going to give God. And you've heard me say this before. Do you know? Listen, please listen to this. The worship part of the service is the only part of the service that God gets something. Our worship is what we give him. This is his part of the service. Now, later on, Ronnie preach or me preach or anybody else preach, Preaching don't do nothing for God. My preaching, the run of my mouth, ain't going to bless God whatsoever. Because he, I mean, he's the one supposedly that gave me that to say in the first place. Amen? What, your only chance today to give something to your father and show your appreciation as the course of some few minutes ago, I appreciate you, is your worship to him. Amen. So as we assemble together, our top priority at this moment is to worship the king and allow him to speak to us, to cleanse us, to change us, that we can live this upcoming week by the principles taught in the scripture on the Sermon on the Mount. And if we follow that, 
if we do our best in our worship as the worship team comes uh, to worship and we give him praise, if you've got a need, you can ask. If you need something in your life, you can seek him for it and you can knock on the door and because you have given him the worship that he deserves, he's going to come on the scene and bless you. And let's think about that as the worship team comes back. Give them another praise. Just worship Him right now. 
your lovely Lord. Worthy are you, Jesus. Today. Come all on. together worthy, yes, all together wonderful to me. So here, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow. Yes, Lord. She paid for you right now. To see my, my sins upon that cross. So here, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow. Oh, hallelujah. Here I am to sing that you're my. Jesus. All together wonderful to me. And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. And I'll never know. Shut here. 
wild as you can. I went to my very first Vols games yesterday at Neyland Stadium. You know, I'm a Vols fan, but I'm a bigger Jesus fan. So if you're in that stadium yesterday, they were saying, get loud. It's the third quarter. You know, we're in the third quarter for Jesus, right? We're in the last quarter to make our heaven our home. And, you know, they, they were reaching, I think the highest decimal they reached was 125 yesterday. It was like 116. My watch was going off. It's loud environment. It's a loud environment. I want it to be a loud environment in here this morning for Jesus because we should be more louder for Jesus than we are a football team, for a concert, for whatever it is, right? Whatever your passion is in this worldly life. But in my heavenly life, my heavenly home, I want to be the loudest for Jesus because I love him. I'm a, he's my biggest. I'm his biggest fan. So this morning, show him how big of a fan you are of him, how much you love him. So here I am to worship. Together, love. 
shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Cause it's your breath in our lungs. So we Restore. 
Okay, I, I debated this standing up here, and then I thought, I'm just going to sit down. But it, it's not leaving me, so i got to be obedient. In our worship devotional this morning, it talked about unity and how we can't do this on our own. It has to be where two or three are gathered is when strongholds are broken. And I know strongholds are breaking, but there's still another stronghold in this house that needs to break. I don't know what it is, but I know it's in here. So I'm, I'm leaving the floor to Brother Sammy. I just need you to know that we are here as a body together in unity. And if you need me to pray for you, I'll pray for you. Come to me. Love you all. During the time of Christ, there was a pool of water in Jerusalem that every so often an angel of God would come and trouble the water. And when the water was troubled, the first one in would be touched and healed by God. God has troubled the waters in this sanctuary right now. And I was fixing to say this even before uh, Jarrah came back up. Right, if you need something from God, the time for you to come forth is right now. Don't wait till we start. Ronnie starts preaching in a few minutes. If you have felt the presence of God at all in this service, God's dealing with your heart for salvation, to repent of your sins, to thank God. Just like the song said, it's his breath in my lungs. If it wasn't been, if it hasn't been for him giving me the breath to breathe, I wouldn't be breathing right now. Somebody needs to come forth and let God do something in your life while the water is being troubled. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, Lord, we praise you. We glorify you, God. Hallelujah. It's your breath in my lungs, so I pour out my praise. I pour out my praise. 
Hallelujah. God is wanting somebody to come to, for repentance. Hallelujah. To give your life to him. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to move by the Spirit of God right now. Mm, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, yes, right now. Ronnie. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This young man right over there would not be alive right now. He was on life support not long ago. Let's pray right now as God leads him into repentance and he gives his life and heart to God. Come on. Church, let's pray. Let's believe God. Let's pray with him right now. As Ronnie talks to him about what he needs to do to give his life to God. Hallelujah, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah.
Right now, Lord, touch him and bless his life from this day forward. Touch him and bless his life as he yields himself unto you right now, God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. He just gave his heart to God in repentance and he's going to be baptized next Sunday. Somebody needs to run a rap right now. The Bible said there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner comes to repentance than all of us in here shouting, shouting and run the aisles. Hallelujah. Come on, let's rejoice. God is on the move. God is good. And all the time, give him a hand clap of praise. Church, I feel in my spirit, I, I felt this, I felt this a couple weeks ago. But what we have been praying for ever since we've been in this facility, it's fixing to happen. It's already started. Amen. The devil, the devil's mad. He's been fighting. He's been trying to come against different ones, the church and different ones, but the devil can't win. The devil was defeated at Calvary. Hallelujah. Satan was defeated at Calvary 
and he has no power in your life. He can't touch you. He can't handle you because greater is he within you than he that's within the world. Glory. My, 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 my. We're going to change the order of the service. I'm going to cut off everything else. We had a special plan and, and all that. You can drop your offering in the pan or pay outside and the children can go to children's church. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Ronnie right now. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. And all the time. Give him one more hand clap of praise this afternoon. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just greet everyone in the name of the Lord. Great to see everyone this afternoon. Those watching by means of the live stream, we're glad for you to tune in today. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know I definitely have a word from the Lord, and it's for everybody. It's for everybody, young and old, those who have been saints for a long time, and those who are going to be saints or very soon. It's for everybody, hallelujah. And hopefully it will be... Uh, uh, uplifting, encourage you. Uh, I pray that it'll be that way, but it's also a warning. You know, it's all, I, I really felt this and uh, the Lord dealing with me, it's also a warning. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to go to our opening text. It's going to be coming from the book of Luke. We are going to go to chapter 17, begin reading at verse 26. Luke 17, and we will begin reading at verse 26. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Praise His holy name. Luke 17, begin reading at verse 26. And these are the words of Jesus. And... It has to do with the second coming, and he's speaking to his disciples uh, as he's teaching here and letting them know the things, how things uh, will be. So I'm uh, 
tried to leave out as much as I possibly could and just narrow it down to what I'm going to be dealing with uh, in the message. So verse 26, and it, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you on, are you ready? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for J.R. who has given his heart to you and repented, Lord, and is ready for water baptism as we counsel him on that, Father. And right now, I thank you, Lord, for the word that you have given me, Lord, and let it go forth. Let every ear hear what you have to say this hour. Hallelujah. I thank you for it. Use me as you see fit, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. amen. As you turn to be seated, look to your neighbor and ask them, are you ready? Thank you. Now turn to somebody else and ask them if they're ready. Now take your index finger, point it at yourself and say, are you ready? <laughs> are you, and that's the focal point, mostly. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's, it's, it's not any mystery the way society is going, the way the world's going today. The wars, the rumors of wars, we all know what's going on in Israel. I don't know. Uh, uh, there, there's all kind of famines, pestilence in, in, in the lands around the world. So much cruelty in the world. So much hatred in the world. Like the word says, the love of many has grown cold. Uh, there's so much going on that we understand that the end times are here. And it's so important in this day and hour that we live in to ask ourselves a simple question. Not get deep about it, not get off in the weeds about it, but just simply ask and take real thought in, are we ready? Are we ready to meet the Lord? When He comes, Brother Wayne, is today the day? Brother Wayne has said that many times. I've heard him talk about, is today the day, Lord? Is today the day? Am I ready for that day, whatever the day may be? Am I ready for that day? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to think about that. We need to think that about that quite a bit. That ought to be something that is mindful to us, especially in this hour that we're living in, with everything that's going on. Uh on my phone, I got I have this app, uh, for weather app, and I think I've mentioned it before, but you can actually put in there uh, to see where all the earthquakes are going on around the world. 
And I don't know if anybody else has that on their phone that they can do that. But just out of curiosity, a lot of times I will do, I will do that. I'll, every day I'll, I'll just, I might look on there and say, well, how many earthquakes are going on? Or, you know, is there a big one here or there? And there, uh, just, I don't know, maybe three, four weeks ago, there was a big one in uh, Morocco, I think it was. Um, and sometimes you hear about them, sometimes you don't. But they happen so often, so random. But there's a shaking going on. There's a shaking literally around the world, and I believe there's a shaking going on spiritually as well. Hallelujah. There's a shaking going on, and we need to be ready to meet our Savior. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5 reads this, But know this, that in the last days perilous or dangerous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. And we, get, we have these nice banners up here, give thanks to the Lord, praise from God, praise from God whom all blessings flow. This is a time of the year that we start about being about being thankful and have thanksgiving, but the word says there's unthankfulness in the land, unholy. Verse 3, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control. That is a big one right there, I thought. It just really hit me, you know, without self-control. There's one thing, it just seems like people just will run to whatever pops in their mind right away. Like uh, like uh, Jesus said in the, day, in the days of, of Noah, their thoughts were evil continually. Every thought of their head was evil continually. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. I think this is rampant in a lot of churches around the country. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Come be how you want to be. Come as you are. Stay as you are. Don't change. But I'm here to tell you, you need to change when you come to Jesus Christ. There should be a change in your life when you come to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's power in Jesus. When you live a godly life, you're, if you don't live godly, you're denying the power of Jesus. You can live godly. You can have self-control in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Apostle Paul told Timothy, from such people, stay away. Stay away from them. Turn away. Turn away from such people. So much is going on. There's, uh, there's even uh, situations going on now where they're just going to a store and just loot it and rob it. Blind. Uh, Michelle, my wife, was telling me, that happened in Green Hills, I think, something, what did you say the other day, here recently, uh, $10,000 worth of merchandise or something, uh, purses and stuff, and I remember three, maybe four weeks ago, it was up east somewhere, I couldn't remember what state it happened, they even put it on social media, you know, putting it out there, hey, come on down, take what you want, you know, still just blatantly doing things like this, of course, this time, Y'all may have heard about it on the news. They're actually trying to press charges against some of these folks now. Actually, now there's some folks trying to stand up and say enough is enough. 
but, but nonetheless, it's still going on. The times are the times, you know, and I'm almost thinking too little, too late for a lot of folks. We've let so much just go, go by the wayside. We, we've not made a stand for so many years. Now that we're going to try to make a stand, good luck with it. We should have been making a stand a long time ago. A long time ago. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I have an illustration that I want to uh, do before I get back to uh, the times of Sodom and Gomorrah. Because I really want us to focus on this, what I said, are you ready? So I'm going to use this. I know it's a little low, but this is just a calendar. I got it on October. I want some volunteers. Sister Shelly, you ain't bashful, are you? <laughs> you just take this marker, and you can, you, can, you can pick any month of the calendar. What I want you to do is just simply, if there's something coming up, you know, within, you know, next four or five months or something, and, you know, you know a, a specific date on the calendar, and you can mark it, you know, it could be, you know, it could be just Thanksgiving, Christmas, it could be your birthday, it could be anniversary, it could be vacation. There's just something coming up that you know about within your life, and just all I want you to do is just put an X on the day. So if you want to change it to October, you can. In October. And if you want to share it with everybody, you can. You don't, you don't have to, but... You want to share it? Okay. Sister Shelley wants to be secretive, so let's figure out what she's got going on. <laughs> now, she's put an X on October the 24th. October the 24th, she's put an X on. You got, you got something planned for that. Thank you. You can go, you can go sit down now. You got something planned on that day. Do you have, do you have uh, making preparations for that day? You're making preparations for it. You're planning for it. So it's not going to be a surprise to you. You want to be prepared and be ready, right? Right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. They're not here today, but this would happen. This is past tense. I'll, since it was just yesterday, we'll just go ahead and use it. Amber Malachi got married yesterday. And when you get, when you get married, you got to plan for it. You know, maybe a year in advance. You got you to gotta make a lot of preparation for a wedding, you know. Uh, you have to get maybe a caterer lined up. You got to get a venue lined up. You have to make plans. You can't. I don't believe Amber Malachi just woke up yesterday and said, let's, let's go get married and we'll just do everything day of. Brother Kyle, you want to come up and put an X on the calendar somewhere? You got something coming up. You got a, you got a camping trip or you're going to be pulling a trailer somewhere. You can change the, you can change the month. Where do you want to flip it to, brother? Just, just anywhere. You want to share it with anybody? Trunk or treat. Very good, brother. Thank you. We got trunk or treat coming up. So we have a sign-up sheet. Everybody's making plans, preparations. You're trying to decide what you're going to do. We know, we know it's coming. We so we plan for it. We prepare because we know the day is coming on a trunk or treat. You got anybody else who wants to volunteer to come put a put an X up? Brother Chase, come on up, brother. The point is, just I just really trying to bring it to our attention. The things that we plan for, the things that we prepare for. It could be small or great. It could be maybe not anything significant, insignificant. You want to share it with us, or just want you want to share what? This is already passed. Is this for October? 
Did you want a different month? Yes, yes, yes. I want to do a different month. Okay. Which month do you want? November, December. What do you want to skip to? Skip to uh, November, June. Hold on. Back up one. All right. Go ahead and put it on there. You want to share it with everybody you can? Okay. Yeah, just a special deal. Something coming up that you're looking forward to that you're probably planning for, preparing. Okay, so anniversary. Anniversary. Okay. All right. Very good. So you you look forward to that anniversary. You, you, you know, you're going to do something special on that day. Right. That's great. What you got up coming up in, brother? The 21st. The 21st. You want to share that with anything with anybody? <laughs> That's what, there you go. There you go. Going for a three-day trip. Three-day trip. All right. But listen, it's getting there. Like you went through before. Just go through and get it. You can make you sure that you tell yourself never get in the way. All right. Give everybody a hand clap. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. So we make plans for all kind of different things, and we prepare for it. But now I'm going to ask for more volunteers to come up and put an X on the day that Jesus is coming back. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so nobody. It might be tomorrow. No, it will. Will, but, but like the word says, no man knows the day or the hour, huh? Nobody knows the day. So it could actually be. We're here on the today's the fifteenth. It could be any day. We could just go down through here. So and there's a couple X's here on October still. So, exactly, who's preparing for the Lord's return? Are you ready? Are you ready? It could be any day. We, we check off certain days here and there that with different things we got going on, but each and every day, and we could fill the whole entire calendar, each and every day, are we ready for the Lord's return? Are we living like we're ready for the Lord's return? Are we acting like, talking like, behaving like the Lord could return each and every day? What's the most important thing in your life? Is it the plans you make? There's nothing wrong with making plans and having things. Don't get me wrong. But we should be more focused on the things of God, our spiritual man, our spiritual walk, and if we are ready to meet Him. Because He could literally come on any given day and call you home. Uh, they, the kids used to have uh, the game they play, hide and seek, and 
uh, the one coming seeking would say, ready or not, here I come. Well, Jesus says, ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, here Jesus comes. Whether you've made yourself ready or not, He's coming. He's coming. So we need to make ourselves ready. And sometimes some things hold us back from being ready. Sometimes we want to hold on to some things of being ready. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, and it got me to thinking about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot. Now, Abraham and Lot were related. Lot was Abraham's nephew. And we all know the story how God told Abraham to leave his father's house and go to a country that he will show him. And so he willingly just ups and leaves. Abraham was living in a land of pagan gods. He just ups and leaves willy-nilly and follows God. Both of them were righteous men. Lot goes with Abraham. They go to the land of Canaan. They get there and famine breaks out because in the land of Canaan, rain is sporadic and they go through famines. So they move on to Egypt. Well, it's in Egypt that I believe Lot sees because of the Nile River that's there, how lush it is, how well provisioned they have. They go to Egypt for a time, and then they go, go back to Canaan. Now, Abraham, being a righteous man in God, one of the first things he does is sets up an altar to the Lord. That's what he wants to do. That's what his focus is. Lot, on the other hand, he, he's, kind, he's, still, he's a righteous man, but he, he's, he's remembering Egypt. He's remembering the things of Egypt. And as their herds grow, they're both herdsmen, as their herds grow and get bigger and bigger, it begins to be too much for the both of them in the same land. So Abraham says, you choose. Go to one side or go to the other. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. Go to the left, I'll go to the right. And so Lot sees off in the distance the Jordan Valley and the cities down there, Sodom, Gomorrah, so are that's down there. He sees all these lush cities are green, the water watered so beautifully, it's just green and lush. And so he pitches his tent towards Sodom and, and goes down that way. One time Abraham even had to go and free Lot from there was there was uh, five uh, four kings that come down to, to fight against the five kings of the plains that were down there and took Lot away. Lot had a lot of possessions. I believe he was no longer a herdsman. He was living in a house. So I believe he gave that up. He, he had a lot of value. He had a lot of possession. He was living in a house. He was in Sodom. That was sin-filled Sodom City. There was a lot of ungodliness going on there. But yet he still went there. He, and I believe he tried to change those people. I believe he tried to minister to them and tried to help them. I believe he thought he could help them and get them to change. But just like the days of Noah, he couldn't get them to change. He could not get them to change. In Genesis 19 and verse 15, or excuse me, Genesis 13 and verse 10, I want to show you in Scripture how Lot chose his particular place. Genesis 13 and 10, And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Listen to this now. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Soar. Even though that's a Z there, it's Soar. And so he saw that. He saw that and his eyes desired that. His eyes, his eyes wanted that. He wanted to, I believe he was tired of the famines. He was tired of going through that struggle. He wanted to just be well taken care of, 
and not have to worry about that. And so he goes and makes his home there in Sodom. And then, as it, as it were, Abraham is in his tent. The Lord himself comes by Abraham and two angels. And the Lord tells Abraham and says, he's thinking, I don't, far be it from me to withhold from Abraham what I'm going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. So he shares that with him. And Abraham begins to intercede upon Sodom because he knows that's where his nephew Lot is. He begins to intercede and ask the Lord, Lord, far be it from you to destroy the righteous with the wicked. If there is 50 there, will you still destroy? If there's 50 there. And so the Lord says, no, I'll not destroy for 50. And Abraham goes on and says, 45. Will you destroy for 45? And no for 45. And then he goes to 30. No for 30. Ask him again at 20. No for 20. Down to 10. And the Lord says, I will not destroy the land for the sake of 10 righteous. But he goes, so the two angels goes on to, to down to Sodom. And so they get there, and Lot is at the gate, and he meets them right away. He wants to take care of them, and they take this very seriously. They take very serious what uh, is going on in this time uh, of helping strangers when they come in. Now, Lot wanted to protect the two angels that come in. He did not necessarily know they were angels, but he wanted to protect them. He wanted to uh, take them in his house, wash their feet, fix them some unleavened bread, and he wanted to uh, just protect them from the other people in the city that, that, was, that had come and was going to swarm the house. So they take them in the house. He takes care of them. So then all these people of the city swarm Lot's house. And Lot goes outside the door, and he tells them to uh, leave, them, leave them alone. They've come under his house for protection that Lot takes very seriously and leave them alone. But these people won't... They want nothing to do with Lot. They call him a foreigner in their land, and he's trying to be a judge to them. And they say, come on out, and we're going to deal with you worse than we were with the two angels to start with. And so Lot now gets pulled back into his house by the two angels. They shut the door, and the angels had to cause blindness to come upon those people just so Lot would be okay. So here's Lot in all of this drama, all, all of this going on, and we go to Genesis 19 and 15. 19 beginning at 15. And the angels are telling him, When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand his wife's hand in the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. And when I read this verse, it just, the Lord just struck it within me like a bolt of lightning. It just permeated within me. I could not get it out of my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. And as the Lord dealt with me on, uh, uh, on are you ready, this verse 16 just kept coming back. And while he lingered, while Lot lingered, Lot lingered around when the angels was telling him to leave, leave and get out of the city. But Lot was lingering. He was still looking back, thinking 
of what his possessions was going to leave. He wasn't one to hurry. The angels had to take him by the hand, take his wife by her hand, take his two daughters by their hand, and actually set him outside the city. And as I thought about this and meditated on it, and it just struck within me, that is how so many people are today. We're lingering on the things of this earth. They're lingering on the things that we don't want to get rid of. Jesus has lifted us up. He has pulled us out from the miry clay. He has taken us and set us in a place of safety. And we still want to linger where we shouldn't be lingering. We, should, we still want to be holding, holding back and not moving forward. But it's time to move forward, not worry about what, what we feel like we will lose and miss. We need to be ready to meet the Lord. You cannot take anything in this world with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. While he lingered, we're lingering too much. Lingering too much in the past, leaving too much on heartache, lingering too much on what we, what we feel like we'll miss out on. We, it is time to leave behind what Jesus has told us to leave behind. He is saying, are you ready? You can't be ready and still be lingering. Hallelujah. You cannot be ready and be lingering. Hallelujah. Let me move on. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. Notice he tells them to go to the mountains. But verse 18, Lot said, Please know, my lords, indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight and you have increased your mercy which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. It is not a little one. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. He wanted to stay closer and check out where he wanted to stay. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Soar. Now remember Soar, it was in the plain of the Jordan. It was the furthest one. He still wanted to go to where he knew it was going to be lush and hopeful that the city would not be destroyed. He still wanted to hold out there. He didn't necessarily want to go to the mountain where the angels told him to go to. He wanted to stay in that last city. Verse 23 said, The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered, so on. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the, the Lord out of heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the land. Everything was destroyed. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Her heart was still in Sodom. She turned back to look. Lot himself was, was not eager to leave. He was not, he was not wanting to leave. He still lingered. That's what the word says, that he lingered. But he, he, his wife did turn back and turned to pillar of salt. If you have that picture to put up now, if you can see that, make it out from where you are, it's believed nowadays that Gomorrah and Sodom, the red dots there, is where the Dead Sea is. So 
Ever since God destroyed it by fire and brimstone, and all the land was scorched, and it, nothing has ever lived there, been there, grown there since. And it's now considered underwater there to Dead Sea. So nothing, nothing else is there. And I thought that was a good illustration of, of where Sodom and Gomorrah is nowadays under the waters of the Dead Sea. Nothing is since has grown there. Nothing is because God had the judgment day had come. You could not escape it. You couldn't get away from it. Only Lot, his wife, and his two daughters made it out, and his wife turned around, and she became a pillar of salt. The day of judgment happened as they were leaving. With a quickness, that very same day as they left, judgment happened. And now nothing has lived there. And that's the way our walk with Jesus ought to be. When he has pulled us out of that miry clay, when we have repented of our sin and we have asked his forgiveness and we've been to the water baptism and we leave that old life behind, it ought to be completely, totally done away with. We shouldn't linger in it. We shouldn't still be hanging around in it. We need to be completely, totally done with it. It should be burned up like Sodom and Gomorrah, that fire and brimstone where nothing lives there again. You should never want to go back to that place where you were. If you still have a desire to linger there, you are not ready to meet Jesus Christ. You are not ready to meet Him if you're still lingering. If you still have a desire for the the old, I'll use myself, the old Ronnie. If I still have a desire for the old Ronnie, if I still have a desire to do my will, I'm not ready to meet Him. And as I said at the beginning, we are too close too close to the second coming of Jesus Christ to be continuing to linger around in these old games that we continue to play. We're too close to it. We're too close to it. But I want to leave you with some words of encouragement. It's a joyous thing to think of the Lord returning. It's a joyous thing of, of Him coming back because we will be in heaven with Him We're going to go through some things down here. Things are going to transpire and get worse, I know, before He comes. We're going to have to endure some things. We're going to have to go through more struggles than we have now. It's going to to get tight and rougher and harder on us than, than we've ever seen before. It truly is. But Jesus is the way out. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 2 and pick up at verse 4. 2 Peter 2, pick up at verse 4. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. Right here is where we're at, church. Right here is where we are at. Just like Lot, we are all in the same situation as Lot. We are filled and living in the world with a bunch of filthiness around us that we got to put up with daily. We are trying our best to live right for the Lord, but we got to see um, commercials and TV shows and, and things of that nature. We got to hear comments and, and and just the way people's language is today. We are we are still amongst all of this, and we try to be different of that. We try to shove all that stuff aside, but we are still there. 
But there, take courage, take hope today, because verse 8 said, For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Lawlessness abounds big time. Verse 9, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of the temptations. Hallelujah! The Lord God knows how to deliver the godly out of the temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. I don't care. The temptation may come and will come, but God will deliver you out of it. You don't have to give in to it. You don't have to be self-absorbed in it. He will, he will get you through it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise His holy name. Let's stand this afternoon. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is so serious. It's like never before. If you know without a doubt that you are not ready to meet the Lord, then you need to be up here having a talk with Him. We all need to have that talk daily. The calendar's still up there. Look at those red X's. Jesus could come back at any day. Are you ready? Or are you more concerned about lingering in something in the past? Are you more concerned about lingering of what you might be leaving behind here? Hey, we might be all a bunch of church folk, but I know there's a lot of folks that don't want to leave behind some things they have. I'm just going to be real with you. I know there's a lot of folks that don't want to leave. We can say that we don't want to, but when push comes to shove, there's some things we don't want to do without. But look at the difference between Abraham and Lot. Lot chose the better things, the greener land, to be in the city. Abraham was happy and content in his tent, moving like from place to place like if he needed to, and making an altar to the Lord. As long as he had an altar to worship his God, as long as he could worship his God, he was content. We need to be not worried about things that's going on in this day and hour and learn to be content in Christ Jesus. We need to be more focused on him each and every day. Hallelujah. We're here to pray with anybody for anything this afternoon, but leave here asking this question every single day. Am I ready? Lord, is there something within me that I need to change. Well, the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. He wanted to make sure that there was nothing that was going to be standing in his way from the kingdom of God and going to heaven. He wanted to make sure of that. We need to do that. We need to make sure if there's anything in our life, let it, let it be brought to my attention, Jesus. Let it go forth. Hallelujah. As they play today, hallelujah. Each time I stop and take the time to look around me, I see the signs of his appearing everywhere. The things he said would come to pass are now before us and I feel a strange excitement in the air just any day now our Lord is coming 
Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. God, move by your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Bless her, Lord, right now, Lord. Jesus, praise your name, praise your name, praise your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Glory. There's, there's another story in the Word of God that I thought about as he was asking us, are we ready? Jesus spoke a parable of ten virgins. He said five of them were wise and five were foolish. The five wise took their vessels and had oil in their vessels, but the five foolish did not take oil in their vessels. And at midnight, the cry was made, Behold, the bridegroom comes, go out to meet him. All ten were virgin. That means they all had purity. But five were wise, five were foolish. Let's not be foolish, folks. Let's keep the oil of the Holy Ghost burning in our heart and in our life. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We have had a, a tremendous service today. Couple things I want to share before I dismiss. Uh, don't forget the menu. They're going uh, the fellowship dinner next Sunday. Sign up to bring something uh, for that dinner. And then also, when you leave this building and go outside to your car, be aware of everything that's going on around you. I don't know what's happened, but the police are looking for somebody in this area right now. So just be aware of your surroundings when uh, when you go outside. We will be here Wednesday night, 6 o'clock. Let's bow our heads and thank the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for this service. Thank you for what you've done. We ask, Lord, that you will move in behalf of each and every life. Keep everybody safe and protected, Lord. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you.